Hi guys, and welcome to the Dead by Tomorrow podcast. My name is Daniel Winter, and my co-host is Andrew Monroe. In each episode, Andrew and I will explore topics that you should think about before you die. We encourage you to remember that some tomorrow will be your last, so each day could be your final chance to really live. Hey guys, welcome to Dead by Tomorrow, episode one. Today, we will be covering introductions for Daniel and I and where the idea of this podcast came from and some of our topics that we'll be covering moving forward. We really appreciate you listening, and if this is the first episode you're checking out, we are thrilled to have you, and we hope that you get a lot of value out of this going forward. So thanks for stopping by, and without further ado, let's get this party started. All right, Andrew, so introductions are hard and awkward, as we've figured out through probably too many takes than we should count or should publish. And so really, I've said it once before, and and it's worth saying, you probably shouldn't say anything about yourself that somebody else wouldn't say. So I'm going to I'm going to actually introduce you here and, and feel free to correct me anywhere that I'm I'm wildly wrong or wildly off base. Sound good? <laughs> yeah, let's see how bad this goes. <laughs> All right. So for our listeners, we've got Andrew Monroe. He is actually a, a childhood friend of mine. We've met back in middle school and we've known each other for probably about 15 years now. And so at this point, if there's anybody that can speak on the subject of Andrew, who he is, what he's about, I'd like to say that I'm pretty high on that list. And so Andrew is somebody that has done a a few different unorthodox things so far in life. And I think that brings an interesting perspective, an interesting mindset. So Andrew, you graduated from Texas Tech with a, uh, remind me of the degree again. God, remind me as well. I got a global affairs degree, which is a Bachelor of Arts. And I'm not even sure where else it went because I changed colleges in the inter-college sense almost twice a semester. They didn't know what to do with me. So global affairs, uh, which is like international affairs. Global affairs. Perfect. And, And I know you studied a little while internationally in Japan and then Going from school, went back to Amarillo, which is our hometown, worked for Amarillo Gear for a little while, learned a few things about working in in an office culture. And I think we may hear a story or two about what that process was like and, you know, how ultimately you left there. And then from there, you went to work for Plains Internet, which is a, a wireless internet service provider that your dad started which there's certainly a huge amount to unpack on what it's like to, first of all, benefit from nepotism, but um, to really just be in a position where you had to wear a ton of different hats. And so you were there until pretty recently. And and at this point now are actually um, working on becoming your own sort of entrepreneur. You've written a leaf and pebble. You started Axe and Bow uh, marketing company. Is, is that the best way to describe it? Marketing? Yeah, I've actually, <laughs> I was calling it Axenbo, but yeah, I've changed it to Axenbo Marketing because I was like, that's all I'm doing is marketing and websites. Yeah. And then I uh, recently launched a clothing brand, The Subtle Nerd. So uh, really a huge amount of things that you've already done, you've already tried. And so I think it's going to be interesting to hear some of the the tips that you've learned throughout that, some of the perspectives that you've gained just in that short amount of time. A lot of failures. So that's what I'm bringing to the table is a lot of mistakes. I know, especially with Amarillo Gear, uh, a lot of the things that we want to talk about is, or at least on my end, is all the ways that I was 
subpar and probably what ultimately led to me getting laid off, not technically fired, but I think uh, laying off is just a way for them to gently let you go instead of making it a fight. Yeah, there's there's some HR implications there for sure. Yep. And it, it really came down to I just I was not I was not doing the dead by tomorrow mindset. I, I thought I'd made it. I had a job and it was time to kick back and do uh, do what I could and get away with what I could and just was not a, a great employee, a lot of ego and not a lot of drive. So, which off the cuff, that was a great introduction. I have all kinds of warm and fuzzies from that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even talk about some of the, the darker donut obsessions or anything like that. Oh yeah. There is the donuts. We can save that for later. So people don't judge us too much. At least the ones that don't know us. It's only fair if I introduce Daniel then, uh, who is obviously the the better sounding, better looking version of uh, this podcast. Yeah, it's always good to go with describing what somebody looks like for an audio only medium. Strong move. It's it's really good because now they're going to imagine this rugged, long haired, manly, kind of like a mix between the rock with, <laughs> is it Fabian? Style. Fabio, I think Fabio. It's there for. we go. <laughs> yeah, Fabio. Rock and Fabio. That's Daniel to a T. I've heard many people say that. You should listen <laughs> to us for his good looks. No, so Daniel is obviously an old friend of mine, as he said, but more importantly, he is following that route that a lot of people are very keyed into. That's what a lot of people want to do with their lives. He's a father, a recent father. How old is your child now? Two weeks? One week. One week One, today. Has it only been a week? Only been a week. Maybe by the time uh, people are listening to us, it'll be two. <laughs> <laughs> so a very recent father, which uh, that's quite impressive and scares the heck out of me. But not because of you, obviously, because I'm scared of children myself. But, <laughs> it's different uh, when they're there, when they're uh, yours. It changes well, exactly. Everything. And you're willing to take on that responsibility. And it was not a accidental thing. I know you guys very much intended to have a child and everything that comes with it. You've been making moves for years now in anticipation of having a child, which is the responsible way to do it. And it takes a lot of time and effort and a lot of sacrifice. So, and that, that's just the dad part. That's the most recent thing that you've done. But uh, obviously you work at what is called Alight now. Is that the full name or is there oh, additional? Yeah. Alight Solutions. Alight Solutions. Oh, I like that name. That's a good one. Um, doing, you know, healthcare consulting for a lot of companies, which is a really important thing considering where insurance has taken us in uh, this day and age. And you're a senior manager there. You have been climbing that ladder almost scary fast. What's your official title now? Yeah, senior consulting manager as of almost a year ago now. And that was like four promotions, five promotions in six years? Yeah, I I haven't necessarily kept track. It's been a whirlwind and there's definitely a lot that I'll want to talk through and unpack on the the parts that I got to play in that, the parts where it was being the right time, right place, and just sort of working through situations where I felt like maybe that was a promotion that came too quickly. Maybe I wasn't ready for that. Some of that, you know, imposter syndrome. Sure. And God, that's tough, man. But it's still really cool because that's what a lot of people who leave college or, you know, start a new job, that's the trajectory they're hoping for. Not many people could hope for as fast or as many promotions in such a short period of time as you are. I know whenever I was at Emerald Gear, it was like, hey, maybe in five years you'll uh, tap up to the next level, but uh, now nah, we're going to let you off. So you've done what a lot of people tell themselves they're going to do or want to do, but most people don't follow through with. And that's the professional side. You obviously have a wife, which is where the child came from. If anybody was curious, Daniel's not just uh, doing this solo. <laughs> so shout out to Hillary. That's the married life, the father life, the career professional. 
you're on track to, you know, doing some really big things with a really big company. And not that you're not doing big things already. You already have a lot more responsibility than I could handle. But uh, you're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And that's just on the professional side. You spend a lot of time playing competitive Frisbee and being really physical. And that's what you mentioned, the nerd part earlier. I used to like thinking about it as a kind of a higher tier nerd where you've got all the passions and all of the interests that any couch dwelling video game playing nerd would have, which we obviously do a lot of. But it's paired with this unafraid mentality of chasing the physical side of life, chasing passion and competition and all the other things that normally would be, so to say, outside the paradigm of what a traditional nerd would allow themselves to do. A lot of the value that Daniel brings to the table here is his successes and his ability to use tool sets and mindsets and all the different ways he has been able to stay focused and motivated and work with people and just keep being successful in life. And he's had his failures as well, but he is more on the success side of this equation, the coin of what we're trying to teach people and hope to talk about. I appreciate that. And and one thing that I said that's 100% true is there's certainly a part that I've played in that. And if I didn't believe that, then there wouldn't be value in doing a podcast because there wouldn't be anything worthwhile that I could share. But there has also certainly been situations where it's being in a favorable situation and and looking to take advantage of that. I I think sometimes when you look at somebody and say, oh, they were just in the right place at the right time, that's said to discount the success that somebody has. And it's this kind of feeling of, well, they just got lucky. And if I was in their position too, then I also would have done that same thing. But that's not true. Because even if you're in the right place at the right time, you still have to make the right choice. You still have to be the right person. And that's on you. And so I've been fortunate to have those two things come together often. And just having this really this perspective of there are things that I can do within my control. There are approaches that I can take to make myself ready. I can control that. I can't necessarily control all these sort of external factors. And so I'm not going to get bent out of shape if a promotion doesn't happen for me, even if I was the right fit because it wasn't available. I I think that's as somebody who has enjoyed success and a lot of times, it's important to keep that in mind so that I don't get too much of an ego and that I don't get too down on myself when things don't work out. Well, yeah, and that's probably a disclaimer we should add on to this is both of us have probably inflated egos than what we should. So this is also partly to, you know, help us remember that we are probably only maybe a half step ahead of some people. And that's that's all we're really trying to show people is how to get a little bit further than maybe they're where they're at right now. And in no way are saying that we have all the answers or actually know anything, despite what our sometimes arrogance might say. Yeah, very true. That reminded me of something, being in the right place at the right time. There was a quote that I saw somewhere, and I have no idea where it was, but it was something like, luck is dedication and time. Like, that's the formula for luck, is dedication and time. Like, being in the right place at the right time is working hard all the time until those stars actually line up and you're in the right spot to take that opportunity and run with it. I like that a lot. With all these uh, all these lovely things said about each other, which I'll have to go write in my diary later, let's skip over to why we're wanting to do a podcast. You want to start us off on what Dead by Tomorrow is going to be about and who we're trying to help, why we're trying to help people, and why we might be able to do so? Yeah, for sure. So really the driving idea 
if we boil it down to a single word of Dead by Tomorrow is intentionality. That's at the heart of everything that we want to talk about, that we want to discuss, that we want to interview people on, is just taking a more intentional approach to your relationships, to your own perspective, to really just every day. And a driving factor behind that intentionality is we all want to accomplish things within our lives. We all want to, at the end of our lives, be able to look back and say, I was able to be a great husband, a great dad. I was able to climb to be you know, an executive. I was able to write this great screenplay, whatever it is. We all have things that if and when we die, we want to have accomplished. But those things don't happen without an intentional daily effort and mindset, which I really think can apply to so many things. And so that was something that Andrew and I have both felt passionate about really our our entire lives. We've always wanted to find ways to grow, to move forward. We've always challenged each other. And doing this podcast was just kind of its own uh, microcosm of of wanting to do that, saying, hey, we've always talked about doing a podcast. We've always talked about creating content. Why don't we do it now? Why, why don't we take intentional steps to start making that happen? And here we are, which and that's the thing, the mindset dead by tomorrow. It's how could we talk about doing what you should today instead of pushing it off till tomorrow if we couldn't start our content creation, start doing a podcast we've been talking about. Like That's exactly the point. We are trying to live this ethos that we've come up with by doing this. So we're not going to get rich off this or really make any money probably. But our goal here is really to help ourselves grow and help teach each other and show each other different techniques that are working for us and hold each other accountable. And in the process, hopefully you guys can pick up some of these tips and tricks and mindsets and tools and anything else that we come across, which usually involves books or movies we like, or just different things that a couple guys in their late 20s are digging and see if you can, you know, use those in your own life. And if it doesn't do anything for you, hopefully we'll entertain you. And if not, you are more than welcome to send us angry letters and we'll uh, try to respond to them in uh, equal fashion. Letters, carrier pigeons, emails. Yeah, anything. Or Molotov cocktails. I've got a question then for you, Daniel, with this mindset. If you were dead by tomorrow, if today was your last day, what would you do differently? I've obviously thought about that question just with the content that we're talking about. And it's funny that you asked this today. Because the answer that I would give, I actually think I, I kind of knocked out today right before this episode. And so what I feel like is going to be really important the last day that I'm alive is just to really reflect on the, the people that hopefully made my life great, my family, my friends, those that I'm really grateful for, and just making sure that they know the impact that they had, know how much I, I love them, cared for them, and for them to hopefully leave without any question of where they stood with me. And so right before I got on, I was actually writing thank you notes to some family and some friends just sharing some of that sort of stuff. And so I think my last day would be spent doing a lot of that, just writing a lot of the notes, just really making it clear where people stand and how much I appreciate them and you know, maybe giving them a challenge or two. I don't think I could walk away from one last opportunity to encourage somebody to 
maybe step it up a little bit. That is something I think both of us have lost friends over is uh, pushing people a little too far on improvement. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get it. Got to get it in at least one last time. Of course. They can't be mad at you if you're dead. Then they have to do it. So make it good. It's funny <laughs> you mentioned writing letters because I actually went and got a book of stamps uh, with the intention of writing out some gratitude letters myself because I'm doing this made for program and this month is gratitude. And I, I just really liked it. And it was like, hey, you need to send three postcards out and write this essay. And I was like, that's really cool. But I sometimes I'm an overachiever. And I really want to write a bunch of people some letters that say thank you for appreciating what they've done for me and just being in my life. So I'm actually going to be following suit rather shortly in a weird coincidence. Gotcha. So that's really the you're saying that you're going to steal my answer for what you would do? <laughs> no, be... I'll come up with my own answer. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I spin. I, I swing between that whole YOLO mindset sometimes, which is not healthy on the last day versus doing something really meaningful. If I was to kick the bucket, which honestly some days feels like it's just right around the corner, I would probably try and do like a 50-50 split between maybe some personal reflection and a fair bit of writing. Because, you know, I, I really like to write, obviously. I'd, I'd spend a lot of time there writing, maybe not a book or these fantasy stories, but just a long get everything out, get all my reflections done. And then I'd probably spend a lot of time with friends and family if I could. Obviously, logistically, it'd be hard with everybody spread out everywhere. But if I had enough warning, you know, maybe throw a Bilbo Baggins style party because that just, I love the concept that Tolkien put forth with the 121st birthday. Is that what Bilbo was having in Lord of the Rings? I think it was 111th, just to make it difficult to say. The the 111. <laughs> That's a good number. So something like that, throw this just huge... Not like a rager kind of party, but just a, a get together with food and drink and friends and family and fireworks, of course. Fireworks, obviously. Anything like that. Maybe a sword fight. You never know. That kind of stuff. So doing something like that for the evening would be really cool. And I think the rest of the day I would probably spend in maybe solitude or maybe one on one with some of the more important people in my life and getting coffee and chatting about the important things writing stuff down, probably get a workout in, even though it'd be pointless. I just love working out at this point. <laughs> I, won I wondered if you were going to say that and I was going to be quick to jump in. If it, it wouldn't matter, but you beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It wouldn't like you're going to die, but I'd also probably still get a workout in. It's just ingrained at this point, And it's one of the ways that I feel good. I went this morning and just got a nice long chest workout in and it just, it brightens your whole day. It's great. Yeah, great. A lot of people don't get that. If you're working out, it, it needs to be something you're enjoying. And sometimes it can be miserable, right? But you need to recognize the silver lining there. And whenever you can do that, you're going to enjoy going to the gym more. And it's however many years we've been trying to get people to work out with us. Like it's finally clicking on how to really communicate that to people. Because for a while, it's just, you just, you do it. It's good for you. This is what you should do. Therefore, you need to do it. And that just made sense to me, but it, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right, guys, thanks for checking out our introduction. We're really excited to talk through just a few of the, the topics that we think are really important. Again, if you're having that really intentional mindset. So some of the things to look forward to coming up are commitment, opportunity, entertainment. If you take an intentional mindset with some of those sort of things, what does that mean? And, and what changes should you consider making? Also look forward to some interviews because hopefully you won't get tired of hearing Andrew and I talk, but realistically, you probably will. So we'll bring in a, a few guests just to share their own perspectives about what it's like to live with that dead by tomorrow intentional mindset. 
I'm looking forward to some of those. There's some really great people lined up and you guys are really going to enjoy hearing from some guys and girls who are a lot smarter than Daniel and I. So that's one of the big things we bring to this table is not necessarily our own experiences, which we do have a lot of, but we have a lot of people in both of our lives who have a lot more experience and they're really interesting, really cool people. And they have a lot to share as well. And hopefully we'll be able to pick their brains for you and bring something there. So this was uh, Dead by Tomorrow with Daniel and Andrew. We really appreciate you stopping by and checking out this first episode. If you liked it, please continue on and check out some more. And even if you didn't like it, but you think it would help one of your friends, please send this over to them. Share our podcast, share the Facebook page, our website, whatever you want to do. It really helps us grow. We'd really appreciate any support you can send our way. And feel free to check out our website if you want to see a list of some of our episodes and anything else you're concerned about, we probably have on there. So thanks for listening and we look forward to connecting with you soon.